Thank you for watching. It's time to be inspired with your daily prayer journal habit. Hey, I'm Katie Smith, and I am coming to you from the Katie Speaking Live True podcast. And I am so excited and encouraged because, you know, it's the funny things of everyday life that just light us up, make us laugh. And also, when we bring those things to the Father, when we bring those things to Jesus in prayer, He sees us and He heals us and He restores us. And he laughs with us. We can laugh at ourselves too. So time to get a little closer to Jesus. Today in Katie's seventh grade prayer journal to inspire you to pray about everything. Here's where it is. We are investigating end of the year activities. So uh, my softball, um, what do you call it? Carpool. My softball carpool breaks down. I've got to pray about that, asking Jesus to help me find another carpool ride. Then I'm a little bit nervous about dissecting frogs. Uh, and also I get a new set of hot rollers. <laughs> and then we'll be talking about truth number three, which is that God's love softens hearts. And that's one of the reasons why we can come to God with confidence. He will soften our hearts when we ask him to. That's from Ezekiel 36, 26. So let's jump right in to inspire you to pray about everything. Here is June 15th from Katie's seventh grade prayer journal. If you're following along, it's page 46. Uh, dear God, even though you know, I woke up around 8 a.m. and I took a shower. I put mousse in my hair and kind of dried it. Then I put hot rollers in it. It wasn't dry all the way, so it kind of looked funky. <laughs> it was a fro by the time school was over anyway. <laughs> I had a nice time in advisory, but I still need to buy an annual. That's what our school calls the yearbook. I'll get one tomorrow. In second period, Mrs. Burnett is still here, and her daughter Jessica hurt her ankle somehow. The Burnetts usually offer me a ride to softball practice games because mom is working. Now, because Jessica isn't going to the game tomorrow, I'll need to find another ride to the game. In third period, Mrs. Mevin gave me an A in citizenship. I really had a cow. I didn't expect a grade that good. I guess I brought in a lot of PE equipment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um I guess I brought in a lot of PE equipment to get extra points in PE without even knowing it. I was really blessed when you gave me all the teachers I have. In periods four and five, we're having a pizza party. Everyone has to bring in $3. I already gave my $3. I'm ready to go. In sixth period, it was really weird. Not worth talking about, though. Tomorrow, we're dissecting frogs. Oh, boy. In seventh period, we're using these really cool calculators that do fractions and all sorts of cool stuff. And after school, I took a nap until about 5.15. Then my auntie came over. Dear God, please take care of everyone I care about. Amen. Don't you love that? So simple, so good. Cracks me up every time. Truth number three that God taught me by going through this book again during COVID was that God cares. Um, I'm sorry, God, God's love is what softens our hearts. God's love is what softens our hearts. It's from Ezekiel 36, 26. You know, some of you know the story about how in sixth grade on the way to school, I was uh, kidnapped on the way to school and assaulted. And, you know, that event, getting hurt by somebody I'd never seen before, being taken by somebody I'd never seen before, that was hard. And 
it brought up a lot of issues. And I'll be exploring those actually. You can be praying for me as I form that story into something that will bless you and encourage you. But for now, just know that I cried out to God and he answered me. He took my heart of stone and he gave me a heart of flesh. And he will do the same for you when you ask him to. So the verse goes like this, Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. Boy, did the Lord do that for me. I remember a few years after this event, after being kidnapped, actually it was many years later, um, it happened when I was 11. When I was 15, I was listening to the news and there was a story about genocide happening in Rwanda. And they were telling about how literally millions of people, um, millions of people were being killed, slaughtered. That war went on for a very long time. And it, it said specifically that many of the women were being raped. And this was by their own neighbors who were from a different tribe. And I remember hearing that story and just like starting to weep. Literally, I just started crying. And I was like, oh my gosh. This is why God allowed this to happen to me. It's so that through the healing, the mercy, and the um, glory that God gave me, like he took all of my shame and instead he gave me glory in Christ. And he does that for all of us who ask him and so, and who receive the gift. And so when I received that gift, he gave me a new standing before him in the heavenly places, but I had a new standing, a new life that was created in my life myself (laughs) that God did. And so I knew that I wanted to bring that same hope of new life, that same hope of new standing, that same hope of uh, shame being removed and honor being restored. I wanted to bring that to these women in Rwanda. So I went straight to my church um, mission pastors and I said, Hey, can we go to Africa? What are we doing? And they said, actually, yes. We are planning a trip right now to go to Africa. And I I was like, oh my gosh, are you going to Rwanda or Uganda? Where are you going? And they said, no, nobody can get into Uganda and Rwanda right now. We're going to Malawi. And I said, Malawi, what's that? (laughs) And um, actually, over the next few months, I was accepted as part of a team that did go to Malawi. We went on a speaking and evangelistic tour, and we also brought a basketball team with us. I was the youngest member of the team. I was 16 at the time, but I got to speak and share how God had restored me. And it was one of those moments in life where you know I was born for this. So what about you, my friend? What has God walked you through? What has God allowed into your life so that you would cry out to him and say, I need a new life in you, Jesus. I need a new life in you. What are those things? If you don't know what they are yet, I pray that you will get alone with Jesus and you will bring those hurts to him and you will say, okay, your word says that All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so I pray that you would press into Jesus and ask him to heal your heart, make you his woman, his man from the inside out and see that he is faithful. Oh, it's so good. Well, friends, if you have a young person in your life, uh, especially a young lady, I would love to invite her coming up in October to the Uncommon Teen Live Conference. It's happening October 6th and 7th here in Nashville, Tennessee. 
We would love to hang out with you, join you on your journey as you are bringing up the next generation to love Jesus and follow him with their whole heart. Um, Ticket prices go up as we get closer to the event. So you want to go to uncommonteenlive.com. And of course, I want to hear from you. If you've started your prayer journal, if you are relating to the stories that I've shared, I would love to hear from you and hear how God is using this broadcast in your life. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for the listener right now. I pray, Father, that they would sense your love for them so deep, that they would see and hear that you love them, that you're for them, and that you are drawing them to yourself. I pray that you would give them an insatiable hunger for your word and for prayer, and that they wouldn't keep it to themselves, Lord, that they would share it with others. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Can't wait to see you next time. Bye-bye.